Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ National, presented by me, Alison Balance. Here's Anthony Braithwaite from the University of Otago and the story of the P53 cancer gene. P53. You may have never heard of it, but P53 is the most studied single gene in history. And when it comes to cancer, it turns out to be one of the most important genes we have. It has a Jekyll and Hyde personality. It can be described as the gene that stops cancer. Or... The gene that causes cancer. The story starts in 1979 when P53 was first identified. At first, it seemed to be an oncogene, which is a gene that causes cancer cells to grow and divide uncontrollably, creating tumours. At the time, researcher Anthony Braithwaite was in Australia, working on adenoviruses, which are cold viruses. One of the things that that virus did, and this is shown in the late 60s, is when you infected cells with it in culture, it turned on cellular DNA replication. At that time, nobody knew anything at all about the genes that controlled cell DNA replication. And OK, so it was very hard to do genetics on cells in those, on mammalian cells, but you could do genetics on viruses. So here was an opportunity to try and identify the genes in this virus that controlled cell DNA replication. I did actually manage to identify the viral gene, and uh, it's called E1A, actually, the really exciting <laughs> exciting name <laughs> for early region 1 subtype A. <laughs> and that actually turned out to be a really famous observation, which is still cited, actually. Already a leader in one field of science, Anthony then heard of another exciting breakthrough. I was sitting reading Nature, I think this was about 1984, and I heard about this gene called P53. And it's got great names, haven't Yeah, P for protein. 53 for its observed molecular weight, 53,000 Daltons. It's got no other fancier name than that. So P53 was written up in this Nature Reviews article as something that would stimulate cells to divide. And they said it would function similarly to E1A from adenovirus. So I thought, oh... That's exciting. I want to go and work on P53. So Anthony switched his attention to P53. But far from causing runaway growth in cancer cells, the P53 he was working on behaved like a tumour suppressor gene. Just as their name says, these genes suppress or stop tumours. They're good guys. They snap into action when a cell suffers DNA damage and they either repair the damage or kill off the cell. It was turning out that P53 comes in different forms. Normal P53 and various mutated versions. So normal P53, we call it wild-type inhibited proliferation, and mutated P53 stimulated it. So that, plus some observations from a lab in the States which found that in 70-odd colorectal cancers, 
P53 was often lost. There's a deletion or a large mutation on one of the chromosomes, often was accompanied by another mutation on the other chromosome. So that meant P53 was a tumour suppressor. It was a double hit knockout. And when you knocked it out, cells would divide better if it was intact, it inhibited proliferation. So everybody and his dog went around the world asking uh, if P53 was mutated in their favourite tumour. And over a period of four or five years, literally hundreds and hundreds of papers were published to show that yes, in colorectal cancers, yes, in prostate cancers, yes, in breast cancers, there were lots of tumours that had mutations in P53. We now know the most commonly mutated gene in people who have cancer is P53. In fact, more than 50% of all cancers involve a missing or damaged P53 gene. But there's more to it than that. The evidence has accumulated so strongly in the last 20 odd years that if there's not a mutation in P53, there'll be a mutation in something that controls P53 or something that overexpresses it and inhibits it from working. Pretty much, I would say, I, I, you know, some people might shoot me for this, but I would say that defects in the P53 pathway occur in 100% of tumours. It's a common hallmark, whether it's in the gene or in something that regulates the gene. Anthony and his research group moved from studying the wild type of P53, the good guy, in cell culture, and began studying one of the mutant varieties, or isoforms as they're known, in mice. This isoform is a really nasty piece of work. P53 itself, the normal one which we were studying for years, prevents tumours. This version of it, when it's turned on, can actually make tumours invade. And it's, it's the invasion part, it's the, it's the movement around the body of tumours which causes problems. If you've got a primary tumour, you can remove it, right? And so this is a metastatic uh, oncogene. And it's bad news because it promotes metastasis, which makes it more difficult for clinicians to treat. Is there and anything that can stop it? We've worked out the molecular pathway that's causing this invasion, and there are known drugs that block the enzymes that are controlling that, and those experiments that we're about to write up uh, show how we can inhibit the invasion. We haven't done this in animals yet, but we can do it in cell culture. So we know that it's a, a metastatic oncogene from our mouse experiments and from all these cell culture experiments. We know what the molecular pathway is that it turns on, and we do know how to inhibit that pathway. <laughs> Great. So by understanding the processes, then it does actually have some practical application That's for absolutely then right. how you can go about treating it. That's absolutely right. And we've now gone and looked at 35 cancers from the hospital across the road. And we can show that there's a cohort of them that when they have an elevated expression, the patients have a poorer outcome. And this is associated with an invasive margin on the tumour, just what we found in the mice, and these patients survive less well. So we've gone from genes that are cloned and playing with cell dishes to uh, more complex cellular cultures to a mouse, now we're into humans. So if our cell culture experiments all work out properly, then potentially patients could be treated with the inhibitors that we're using in cell culture. Here's an interesting P53 fact to finish with. About 40% of us will get cancer. If you were an elephant, your lifetime risk of developing cancer would be just 3%. 
and research published last year showed that part of this, at least, is due to the fact that while we have one copy of the P53 gene, elephants have 20. Thanks for listening to this Our Changing World podcast. Check out our webpage for photos and web features. rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.